RCR with Paul Brennan, Reality Check Radio. Tuesday morning is the morning we check in with Tim Wilms of the Unshackled.net in Melbourne to find out what's been going on across the Tasman in Australia. Tim is with us now. Hi, Tim. Great to have you back. Hi, Paul, and congratulations on your new coalition government. Uh, it seems that the comeback of pale, stale males is they've, they've announced some refreshing policy priorities. Yep, thank you for that. How's it being reported where you are? Just curious. Well, the it was reported today that uh, your that that uh, Luxon and well, the coalition partners uh, Peters and Seymour are getting reversing the smoking ban, which is good. So less yeah, nanny okay. state, and also uh, the <laughs> rolling back of the racial separatism and also of regulation so we're we're jealous here <laughs> over here in in australia well, it's interesting that we picked up on the smoking one and maybe the other one was a bit more high profile i mean that's just the tip of the iceberg so hopefully you'll uh there'll be more reporting and you'll see the, the, uh, the, the focus was on the protracted negotiations that that was what the media focused on that it took 41 days although i know that uh, that uh, winston peters is taking on the media and said no it was we started negotiations after the special votes came in yeah. he's, he's yeah. after the media which is that that's that's also uh, being uh, being well well liked over here as well that someone's uh, i know how left-wing your media is that's why reality talk reality check radio exists yeah. Okay. Well, that's interesting to know. Thanks. All right. So I think in the last two chats, we've talked about this issue, and that is the asylum seekers on the loose. Is this the um, issue that came out of of that decision by the court that um, that uh, will we'll, we'll fill us in? Um, is that the same thing that we're, we're talking about, still an ongoing problem? Yes. And the High Court, they won't release their full reasoning until next year. And so the emergency legislation that uh, the Albanese government was basically, they uh, had to accept uh, the opposition's amendments and also uh, give in to uh, public concern, uh, given that the initial 93 cohort, there could be over 200 that uh, be subsequently released. They are the the worst of the worst uh, murderers, rapists, pedophiles, national security risks. The more details we hear about uh, these uh, these cases, it just sends chills down your spine that they're on the the street with us. And it seems to have uh, sent a signal this uh, this high court ruling to the the people smugglers uh, that uh, they can be back in business uh, because the the last time the the people smugglers did a roaring trade is when the Kevin Rudd Julia Gillard governments of 0713 they abolished offshore processing and temporary protection visas and uh, 50,000 illegals arrived by boat in Australia 1000 drowned and last week, uh, there were a dozen illegal arrivals turned up on one boat. They were undetected, and they arrived in the, the Kimberley region in northwestern Australia, 
and were just wandering around and weren't noticed until they reached a remote Aboriginal community. And then they were detained by Australian Border Force and then flown to Nauru, uh, the offshore processing centre. And so that has rightfully alarmed a lot of people that we're supposed, Australia's uh, maritime border security is supposed to be the envy of the world. Uh, we, we see the the English channel, uh, the, the, the boats just go in, uh, go in easily, same in the, the Mediterranean. Australia is seen as as an example of how maritime border security uh, can be achieved. So how did this happen? Uh, now, there has actually been a number of, uh, I think, 10 illegal boats uh, that have come over the time of the Albanese government, but they've all been turn, turned back, uh, which is, uh, again, a policy of when Tony Abbott became Prime Minister, Operation Sovereign Borders stopped stopped the boats and uh, was able to empty out uh, the offshore proce- processing centres. Now, I think to be fair uh, to the Albanese government, they didn't want this High Court decision, but the way that they've basically they had no plan if the High Court decision didn't go there way and so that's why they basically had to had to accept uh, due to public pressure and opposition pressure this emergency legislation but uh, it's certainly uh, this is where the Rudd Gillard government fell apart and also their uh, terrible uh, climate change policies such as the the carbon carbon tax uh, Chris Bowen's the new energy minister. He was the immigration minister when the boats were coming under Rudd and Gillard. So we are seeing potentially a history repeating itself. And if they lose control of the borders, the Albanese government, uh, then that's the end of them. Uh, The latest news poll had uh, two party preferred. That's how we do it here because we have preferential voting is uh, 50-50. So it's a tied two-party preferred, and Labor's primary vote has plummeted to 31%, and the coalition's as, is at 38 There's one week left of Parliament, which is happening this week, and so the Albanese government, they will be... It seems that after the referendum defeat, they, they've got nothing. <laughs> right, and, yep. And so they've basically just been reacting and peter dutton he is adopting the the tony abbott uh, strategy of uh, tear down and uh, destroy uh, which got tony abbott the the prime ministership in 2013 and he was home affairs minister for most of the abbott turnbull morrison governments and so this is where he's at his at his strength he's got a springy strep step and the the coalition they're very uh, very firmly, they feel they're on good political ground. Yeah, but it's just it, there's not much degree of difference between them in the end, though, really, is there? Well, the coalition uh, Liberal National Parties always talk a good game in opposition. I mean, they're promising to take uh, nuclear power as a policy to the next election, even though they never touched uh, touched this uh, clean source of energy when they are in government. Uh, so they do propose good things in opposition, but uh, they seem to fall 
by the wayside. Well, look at how Scott government. Morrison went about things. I mean, you know, how did that turn out? Well, the the coalition, when they came to power in 2013, was supposed to give us some free speech back. Uh, they promised to reform 18C of the Racial Discrimination Act, which uh, made it... Uh, a unlawful, it was a civil a civil provision to offend somebody on the basis of race. Uh, a prominent News Corp journalist, Andrew Bolt, was found to have breached uh, the Racial Discrimination Act's racial vilification provisions. Uh, Tony Abbott gave up on it, saying that uh, oh, we don't want to alienate uh, the uh, Muslim community when we want everyone to be on Team Australia when we're fighting ISIS. Uh, Malcolm Turnbull at least tried to get it through the Senate, uh, but it's that's basically, I don't think they're ever going to resurrect that policy. All right, then. So um, let's uh, look at uh, what the the new um, governor of the Reserve Bank, or the current one anyway, has to say about the um, origin of inflation. Tell us about that. Well, we'll be getting some uh, fresh inflation numbers this week. And they thought uh, Albanese and his treasurer, uh, Jim Chalmers, uh, they thought that uh, by uh, not renewing Philip Lowe's term and promoting Michelle Bullock, uh, again, uh, first female governor of the Reserve Bank, they thought that she she might go... A easy a, give them some a, go easy on them in terms of because the the Albanese government certainly cops the political political fallout from the Reserve Bank's interest rate rises. Uh, she had made a speech last week saying that it is domestic uh, demand that is driving inflation. So you can read into that 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 uh, the Albanese government, when they blame uh, the war in Ukraine or the Israel-Hamas war, uh, that that's not true. So it's what's happening in the domestic economy. And of course, uh, we have a... Uh, Labor governments are always beholden to the, the unions. Uh, Tony Burke is uh, trying to get through industrial relations reform that uh, that has will introduce uh, industry-wide bargaining uh, so it, it'll be that uh, unions can negotiate with a whole bunch of corporations in one field uh, so it's a form of it's going back to the days of centralized wage fixing and they also want to regulate uh, the gig economy as well so that's going to uh, decrease uh, productivity further uh, we're already in a productivity decline also chris bowen the energy minister uh, he's he's announced a a new <laughs> a new uh, renewable energy subsidy policy oh. uh, so this is this is this is going to be called uh, the capacity investment scheme so oh yeah and, nice name yep and and so underwriting uh, wind power and solar and battery storage uh, projects, and so the governments uh, will take the 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 loss, underwrite the losses, but also take some of the profits if they're able to be. There won't be profits. <laughs> and Albanese again, one of his promises was your energy bill would reduce by two hundred and seventy five dollars. That hasn't happened. It's gone up further. Okay. Well. 
yeah, I'm sure everyone's believing what they're saying then. Okay, um, so it's what people just doing regular things like uh, going to the hairdresser and um, what buying stuff at the mall that's uh, generating inflation. Well, uh, that's what Michelle Bullock said. Trips to the the dentist, which are fueling inf- inflation. I they regularly go to the dentist, so I guess I'm contributing to it. But by taking care of my teeth now, uh, I've I won't be needing further a intensive work down the down down the track. I'm engaging in a form of preventative healthcare. Good on uh, you, Tim. She's she's been called tone deaf like her predecessor, uh, Phil Lowe, who suggested that more people live in the same house. But the ro- role of the Reserve Bank governor is not to basically a, be a spin machine like the politicians are, basically say things as they are, even though they appear uh, tone deaf. Uh, so <laughs> there was lots of uh, hairdressers and dentists who were interviewed by radio stations, newspapers, saying, how dare she accuse us of this? Yeah, um, because there would have to be a huge uptick in demand to generate inflation in that sector, wouldn't there? Well, she was just picking out some examples, I think. Right. This was uh, during a speech, uh, but there is likely to be more interest rates rises to come. There's another Reserve Bank meeting next Tuesday, the final for the year. And so... She's basically giving a hint there that there could be another rate rise. And we still have a interest rate of 4.35%, which is lower than a lot of the other uh, central banks in the, the Western world, including the Reserve Bank of New Zealand, have yes. raised yep. it. Okay, well, you'll just have to make one less trip to the dentist, Tim, to do your bit. Well, there's also, uh, there, there was an op-ed in uh, the nine newspapers today asking boomers to stop uh, spending money. Uh, so don't go on those uh, cru- cruise ships and uh, other trips. Okay, so you work all your life, you save up your money, you, you generate some wealth, usually modest wealth compared to, you know, some people, and then you're, you're guilted into not spending it. Yes, because uh, you're you're making the the the, the Gen Xs and Ys who are starting families uh, uh, difficult to find a home and also uh, pay the bills and pay the gro- uh, pay for groceries. So you can always live at home with the with the boomer parents. <laughs> well, that's uh, I'm touching on another uh, another under undercurrent uh, that's in a lot of our commentary the intergenerational warf- warfare that uh, the boomers not only are they hoarding all the wealth uh, but they're also stopping the the increase of the housing uh, supply through forming nimby groups oh, okay yep yep housing that's a difficult one should never have been made a an industry let's say okay um what about uh, the latest on um uh, protesting Israel Gaza eight weeks now. So um, have the wasn't there a student Palestine strike? Yes. So there was one in Melbourne on Thursday. It seemed to be dominated though by university students rather than high school students. There are of course some. Um, well, it was quite alarming. Some uh, young, uh, uh, young Muslim Arab. Uh, 
people who uh, attended and uh, give it, and they were interviewed by the media and uh, well given that they're only young and they've already got uh, this view of uh, uh, this distorted view of the Israel Israel Palestine conflict i mean they're the next generation but it was certainly uh, dominated by the antifa uh, socialist communist uh, student class uh, so uh, the socialist alternative uh, they they had a big presence there uh, there was uh, one who was uh, invited onto the 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 project uh, Ivy Bertram and she espoused that our tax uh, tax dollars are going uh, to Israel to genocide the Palestinians and uh, as a socialist this is my job to fight against the the capitalist system uh, the 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 green uh, left socialists they're also uh, taking part in a blockade at the port of Newcastle on the weekend as well. So it was another busy weekend for the uh, professional activist class. Uh, Karen Webb, the New South Wales Police Commissioner, because, oh, this was last week, uh, pro-Palestinian activists were blockading the port of Botany. Uh, there was a Zim container ship, which is owned by Israel, so they're trying to block that in. Karen Webb, uh, she said that... Uh, uh, the, these seem to be professional activists. They'll be protesting about something else uh, later this week. And, well, they were protesting climate climate change uh, blockading the port of Newcastle. It was a climate activism. So they're blocking a port because of a Israeli ship and then just a general climate one on the weekend. But the Greens, uh, they uh, they have become really uh, well. They, they, they've always had uh, anti-Israel views, uh, but uh, they have become much more uglier in this uh, Israel uh, Hamas war. And so, the New South Wales senator uh, for the the Greens, Marine Faruqi, she's a a Pakistani migrant to Australia uh, when she called the the late queen uh, the leader of a racist empire. Uh, Pauline Hanson told her to piss off back to pa uh, Pakistan. And so Marine Fariki is suing her under 18C of the Racial Discrimination Act. She appeared uh, with, some, uh, uh, with some young girls who were attending the Sydney one, which was on the Friday. And uh, she was holding up a sign, one of the girls. This girl was holding up a sign that said, keep the world clean with an Israeli flag football going into the trash bin. Oh, dear. Yes. And Marine Fariki put that on her Instagram. Well, she's deleted it now, but she she thought that that was that was fine uh, to, to to put on her instagram and pose for a photo not uh, much presence of mind in the moment obviously okay that wouldn't have gone down too well and just to end up i think you mentioned this person at the start this um secretary of the department of home affairs who's been sacked oh. so what's happened there so Mike Pizzullo, who has been the Secretary of the Department of Home Affairs well, since it was established in 2017, before that he was the Secretary of its predecessor department, uh, the Immigration and Border Protection. So he had been stood down after uh, 60 Minutes, The Age and the Sydney Morning Herald, a, a published uh, leaked uh, WhatsApp messages between he and Liberal power broker Scott Briggs, where 
Mike Pizzullo is trying to make power plays. Uh, this was when there was another liberal leadership spill where Scott Morrison became prime minister, replacing Malcolm Turnbull. He was trying to line up with Scott Briggs, uh, who we thought uh, should be the the ministers who who uh, would uh, oversee uh, the Department of Home Affairs because there's not just the Home Affairs Minister, there's the Minister for Immigration and Citizenship. Each department has about three or four responsible ministers. And so this has been, he was stood down and an inquiry has found that he breached the Australian Public Service Code of Conduct, and so he's been made redundant. So when we're at a border protection crisis now, Mike Pizzullo, he was at the the helm when Tony Abbott introduced Operation Sovereign Borders with with Stop the Boats. Uh, there's no a no no permanent head of the Home Affairs Department. Now uh, the uh, the Albanese government, they're also trying to. Uh, correct another high court decision this week through legislation allowing a, or giving power to judges to strip a dual citizen Australian citizenship from dual citizens who are convicted of terrorism offences after the high court said that the minister alone couldn't have the power. Uh, so it's there's there's a lot that is going going wrong for the Albanese government. Not all their fault, uh, but. A lot of it is just them not being prepared or not being across the detail because Claire O'Neill, she has also said she's not she she doesn't know if the sex offenders who've been released by the High Court ruling wearing ankle bracelets. Oh dear. So no keeping track, potentially. Yeah. All right, Tim. Well, thank you for reporting in. Never a dull moment. And uh, we'll do it all again in a week's time, shall we? Yes, maybe. <laughs> If your government is as good as it sounds, maybe there'll be a reverse migration from Australia <laughs> to New Zealand. Possibly. We will see. A good point. Yeah, we'll keep an eye on that. Tim Wilms from the unshackled.net Melbourne. We'll see you again next week. Thanks. Thanks, Paul. RCR with Paul Brennan. Reality Check Radio.